0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio on Blog Talk Radio, heard worldwide by millions of listeners, with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast, hosted by Nikki Dare, is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of iDare, Inc., a registered 501c3 with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. iDare is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Mickey Dare is the published author of The Audacity of Veracity, a columnist, women in the field of Western Outdoor News, California's publication of fishing and hunting. Ms. Dare is a certified firearms instructor in rifle, shotgun and handgun, RSO, range safety Officer and CERT, Community Emergency Response Training Member, a FEMA-certified training, women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned BPR change management consultant since her early 20s in transforming companies. And decades later, she is reinventing her purpose. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare.
0: Hey, welcome back. Glad you can join me back again. I'm Nikki Dare, your host at iDare Outdoors. Happy Friday, Southern California. Glad to be back here again, Knock Talks, Episode 2, Knock Talks. The response to the launching of this new show, Knock Talks, has increased dramatically. I am so excited. I'm very humble to know that this topic has connected to many of you. Thank you again, you folks out there, for listening. We are bringing back Mr. Stefani to our studio this morning, discussing what many of us women ask prior to owning firearms. How does a woman buy her first handgun? From woman to woman, topics and questions are commonly asked to me from my students or at the range from first-time shooters. How does she find out what questions to ask? What right questions to ask? Too often a woman is introduced to handgun usage through men in her life, father, brother, husband, even grandfather. Here with me in my studio, a returning guest, Mr. Richard Stefani, a California Department Justice certified firearms instructor and Utah concealed carry instructor, has been teaching firearms safety for over 30 years. Mr. Stefani has taught combat handgun to both law enforcement and security personnel. Not only that, he has survived home invasion, carjacking, and attempted muggings. I am so grateful to have you again, Mr. Safani, in my studio this morning. Good morning and welcome.
2: Good morning, Nikki. Hey,
0: let's get into this. I, this is so compelling. The question is that, so how does a woman buy her first handgun?
2: Well, the key, Nikki, is finding a knowledgeable firearms instructor first.
0: Okay. A knowledgeable farm instructor should raise the right questions for a woman to consider then. You know, um, I wanna mention this. The NRA has a what we call it, women on target instructional shooting clinic program where a multitude of qualified instructors help women to get started using a one on one qualified, certified instructors students ratio. And then in fact a women on target instructional shooting um, women on target instructional shooting clinic program it's breaking all records for women attendance already in the past couple of years.
2: Well, Ricky, I'm not surprised.
0: Oh, uh, the yeah. instructors
2: <laughs> that uh, volunteer their time for this program uh, offer a number of options uh, for women to consider, and these instructors do not impart their own personal bias in the instruction. These guys are just great.
0: You know, buying a gun, first of all, uh, is Expensive. We all know that, right, as gun owners. In addition to the cost of the gun itself, there are other things to to consider. Taxes, transfer fees, storage, boxes, safes, vaults, all these things, other accessories that may be specific to that particular gun. So a woman is willing to spend her money. I mean, I hate to say this, similarly, like shopping. But too often, her needs are ignored. I've heard too many times about about gun store sales being, I should say, indifferent to women. What I mean by that, that we women wind up buying guns that are on sales of the week, you know, being promoted that week by the sales, you know, sales, sales guys there. Um buying the wrong gun would waste a lot of time and money without trying it out first. A woman does not buy a pair of shoes without putting them on or trying them on first, right?
2: Uh, that's right, Nikki. Uh, the gun should fit properly in the woman's hand. Uh, she should be able to manipulate the gun in every way. And those ways are loading, unloading, um, uh, you know, m- manipulating the slide and such in order to, uh, to, you know, to to handle the gun. But also the recoil should be controllable so that she poses no danger to herself or to others.
0: Yeah, that is a very good point, too. Uh, you know, this is, um, without the gr- uh, trying the gun, firing caliber on hand and everything like that, it, it, it's impossible to know all of this. So, what you're saying is that, is that a woman should be given several guns to try in order to find out what gun is best for her then, you know. Um, uh, oh,
2: absolutely, Nikki, absolutely.
0: Uh, you yeah, know, revolver, is it the best? What about semi-auto? What about caliber? Okay, here's my 28 cents, inflated 28 cents from the two cents um, that we stand at two cents here. Largest caliber which you can guarantee your hits with. In other words, tight group in center mass of 22 calibers is much better than a peripheral miss of a 45. and that is my two-take right there.
2: (laughs) Well, I certainly agree with you, Nikki, but, you know, one thing, uh, it should also be understood when a woman is uh, taking a look at what gun to fire, it should be understood that the way one gun fires a specific caliber is not necessarily the same way the other gun from another manufacturer will, will fire that same caliber.
0: True, true. Okay, explain to us what it is, why Why? You, well, uh, why it's so.
2: Well, let's say you have a, a Glock 9mm and a Sig Sauer in 9mm. Mm-hmm. Both guns would be of the same size and same barrel length. However, the Glock is a lighter gun, and it's right. possible for the shooter to experience more recoil with that with that specific gun than the heavier Sig Sauer. The same is true of guns from the same manufacturer. Uh, you know, one gun is full size and the other is, is subcompact.
0: Yes. I agree totally. Ah, like the analogy is that of a cars. You know.
2: Well, of course, you know, sports cars feel and drive much differently than large four door sedans. In addition, a gun that is brand new may recoil less than a gun with a worn out recoil spring. These things are subjective, yes, and so it subjective. really needs to be custom fit to, right, the, right. Uh, to the shooter.
0: I completely agree, then. So what size should she buy?
2: Well, Nikki, you know, there's three basic sizes, right? Large, medium, and small. <laughs> now, a woman really should try all three to see which, which fits her better. Can her fingers reach the slide lock, the magazine re- uh, release? Is she strong enough to even rack the slide back? Of course, we have to add, uh, address left-handed shooters. Um, does the instructor know how to teach a left-handed woman? The woman needs to actually fire a revolver in different sizes and calibers as well because the semi-automatic may not be right for her. And then it, she also needs to fire a different size of semi-automatic. So we're talking about a number of different, different sizes, yeah, different and, sizes
0: calibers. and calibers. sizes and calibers, yeah. So do the instructors have that kind of inventory to offer this kind of evaluation? You know, I mean, um, I can I can answer that question, I guess, you know, because at the NRA Women on Target programs, uh, uh, you know, I'm going back to that program again, it offers exactly this kind of gun evaluation, right? Many sizes, calibers are offered for the first-time women shooters to try. And I think that's a smart idea. before. Oh, that's true,
2: Nikki. In addition, uh, there are a number of ranges across the country that rent guns. Uh, yes, a woman should call also. the... different ranges and find out about the availability of guns that are for rent at that specific range. But with all this said, Nikki, what we really need to emphasize is the safety factor.
0: Very much so, very much so. And I want to weigh in on that. Um, it's a smart idea, renting it first. You know, what we're saying here, basically, folks, is that, you know, rent it out first. Do sub, uh, uh you know, try it out first before you you invest so much money on it. it. It is always a time and money. Even when you go home and, you know, you go out to the range and then that's not that's not what you want. That's not the gun that you want. Before you invest in purchasing this gun, um, you know, feel it, it in your hand how it shoots by renting it out and everything. A woman should definitely take the NRA basic pistol course before she buys her first gun. She will learn the fundamental safety protocols of gun handling. She will learn also the nomenclature of the gun and ammunition. She will learn the ergonomics of the handgun, varieties of these guns, and what will fit, what will fit her the best. In addition, she will learn, like you said, the safety is important. Procedures of loading and unloading a gun. All of these, you guys, are crucial for any person who is interested in owning a nug. I should say nug, right? (laughs) A gun. Safety is for everybody. Safety is for everybody. Nikki, I
2: could not agree with you more.
0: Paramount to all. Paramount to everybody. Well said, Mr. Stefani. Um, I think that's been wonderful, um, you know, your resource uh, for the woman listening today. And, uh, you know, I think there are a couple other topics. Uh, we've been running out of time all the time, so I really want to cover these farms and so, uh, the, the, the weapons that we, we talk about for self-defense. Let's get into this. Do you mind? What about this, um, the other kinds of guns for best self-defense? than the handgun that we just talked
2: about. Well, Nikki, you know, a lot of people, you know, advise that the shotgun. uh, The shotgun is the best home self-defense weapon. But it must be understood that it is heavy, and it may be too much for small women. It Uh has a longer learning curve than a handgun. It has a long barrel, and that long barrel, the size of the shotgun, may be difficult to maneuver in hallways or where furniture is around. So. It also has a heavier recoil than a handgun. So the shotgun may or may not be the best. And for all these reasons, it, there are some, some things to consider about the shotgun.
0: A lot, of things, a lot of things to be considered. What about rifles?
2: Well, for the same reason. That's again, different. it may be too long or too heavy for, yes. for a particular woman, especially smaller women. Um, it does have a, a longer learning curve. And again, mm-hmm. because of its length, hallways and furniture, uh, present a problem the person is going to swing that that long gun right. shotgun or rifle and knock over a lamp and all of a sudden they're distracted at the time when they need to concentrate on the on the emergency
0: uh, uh, the subject itself the handgun seems to fit the bill so far it is small and easy to handle in tight quarters like you're saying you know around the house much lower recoil than the rifle and shotgun
2: absolutely
0: what about accuracy
2: well, a shotgun will hit a broader target if birdshot or buckshot is used. Uh, however, if a slug is used, much more recoil uh, is going to be felt by the shooter. And, of course, the accuracy, we have the same issue as a rifle or a handgun. You have one projectile going down range. Right. So from an accuracy standpoint, you know, the rifle and handgun are the same with regards to accuracy issues. You've got to be spot on. But you see, Nikki, the handgun has a very short learning curve, very small, right. easy to handle, very simple.
0: Very simple. All right. All right. Well, there, there are some questions that I want to, you know, I want to address. Uh, if I rack the slide on a shotgun, would that scare of the intruder? Uh, things like well, that. I mean, that...
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, that we see that in <laughs> anyway, movies I a do lot. That
0: in the movies a lot. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> and the answer is not necessarily. Uh, there are issues to be considered um, if you rack that shotgun. You see, making the noise like that will tell the intruder where you are.
0: Right, it notify him that like, hey, I'm here, that you're armed, <laughs> pretty much, right? That I am armed. Um, now he yep, has the and, ability and to now... plan. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he has the abil- ability now, you know, to to plan for a more detailed attack, knowing that where you are and what you have. And you know, oh yeah, she has right. a, a shotgun. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, and, and this may increase. His motivation to to use lethal force, where before he just wanted to grab grab your stuff and and move on. So that's another issue to consider.
0: Right. If a shotgun is to be used for self-defense, then there should be uh, there should already be a shell in the in the chamber, right, waiting to rack the slide in the event of um, you know emergency may cause more problems. I mean, I'm just you know, I'm just like thinking out loud about this
2: is that and the answer is absolutely you see panic manipulation and and in this situation there's a stranger in your house there's an attack upon you and you're gonna panic and in the event of an emergency the last thing you want to do is panic because panic manipulation may cause you to not rack the slide of the shotgun properly and maybe even causing a malfunction requiring additional manipulation to clear <laughs> that bottom. malfunction. And now you have one panic uh, uh, you know, issue upon another, <laughs> and it's, it goes downhill from there. And, you know, we want the person to react clearly, definitively, with purpose, to dispel the attack, to stop the assault, and keep that innocent person safe
0: training comes in play on that one, good solid training, you know, take control of the situation as well, I mean, you know, hard to say than them, I guess, you know, during the uh, circumstances like that, but yeah, the, uh, the key is that Take control of the situation by by having learned all of these training skills and techniques, what to do during the emergency situations such as that one. Let's pick up where we left off last time, talking about the myths of self defense. I mean, uh, I think we do have still have time, a little bit of time right now. Um, let's go ahead and do that. The myths of self defense. What are your insights regarding that? Because we talked well, about well, you know, it's uh, it's so funny, like,
2: Nikki, because the average ahead, person does not believe that they were. They will ever be attacked. That's why they, the average, uh, so many people say, well, gee, why do you need to own a gun? I mean, you you, you know, we live in a safe city, you live in a safe neighborhood. But see, Nikki, the odds of a person being attacked at least once in their lives is greater than 50-50.
0: The attack of the uh, yeah isn't a martial arts training the best way to defend um, then therefore yourself without having to use this kind of you know tool guns or anything like that.
2: Well, martial arts, I mean, arts is definitely the, question, the
0: common question. That yes. would, <laughs> martial
2: arts is definitely something that everyone should be familiar with and have a little bit of training in and and, and have it, or have as much as you as you can. But see, martial arts uh, is more often than not effective against another martial arts practitioner of the same discipline. Ask a, a martial arts master. And most people who engage in martial arts training do not become masters. Their exposure to the art is limited to a couple of years. Now, yes, they learn something, and that's excellent, better than not, but that's not going to wind up being your primary defensive tool. All right,
0: let's talk about a little
2: bit about pepper spray um, in that oh, regard. Yeah, well, pepper <laughs> spray, again, another... Uh, another myth. You see, pepper spray is good. Uh, it does work, uh, you know, sometime, half the time. But it is not a good deterrent against a motivated attacker. You see, mm. criminals have oftentimes been sprayed before, and they wind up building up an immunity to its effects, to its effects. In addition, guns, alcohol, and rage can and will mitigate the effectiveness of pepper yeah. spray.
0: Very true on that said. What about then? Stronger concentration of pepper spray. I mean, I just thought in my mind right now. Okay, the great marketing
2: ploy. If, if, if yes, uh, size right, right. A is good, then size double A is better. Well, that's right. not necessarily that's not necessarily uh, the case because see, um, pepper spray, strong pepper spray, is really no more effective than lower strength sprays. The nervous system shuts down immediately upon being sprayed. Consequently. Stronger concentrations of pepper sprays are really no effective. It's analogous to, like, getting a burn. Your, your, your mm, finger gets right. burned by touching the stove, and you don't feel anything right away. Why? Because your nerves shut down. Yeah,
0: right. Well, is there any other consideration regarding pepper spray, therefore, then?
2: Well, yeah, and most people don't consider this. Can the spray come back and spray the victim? Yeah. In right. windy conditions, <laughs> yeah. I right, mean, you, exactly. know, you know, you're outside, you're going <laughs> I, to the ATM machine, and there's a gentle yes. breeze, and you just happen to be downwind. You come right. up with that little spray, you spray <laughs> it, and bam, right back <laughs> in your yourself. own eye.
0: It's a uh, like, what did I just do? Okay, right?
2: Yeah, so, right. Yeah, so if you I orientate agree. yourself to the wind, sure, but eh, in a panic situation, not likely.
0: All right, then this one, knife. A knife is an effective self-defense tool.
2: Absolutely it is. However, again, there's this caveat. because see there's no perfect tool. If you're not practiced in knife fighting, if you're not practiced in the use of swinging that thing, you may put yourself at serious risk. You see, knife fighting, in essence, is hand-to-hand combat. And in a knife fight, the odds of each person suffering a knife cut is over 90%. Wow, that's that's pretty, uh,
0: yeah. Okay, yelling and screaming as an effective defense. I have been I've been uh, approached by that question by the way how about yelling <laughs> well, and screaming to to, to be used as effective defense because we can't carry anything around death and we don't believe in this little force's tools you know go ahead well me.
2: yelling and screaming is <laughs> is definitely you know uh not a bad idea the, but the problem is if you're going to rely upon that as your self defense well hey um <laughs> not not such a great idea um You know, what you're really doing then is that you're relying on others to come to your defense.
0: Yes, you're asking somebody else to put their lives at risk for you. Look, putting up a fight will greatly increase the victim's chances of minimizing the total amount of this potential injury. So in many cases, resistance stops the assault. Okay, what about some kind of impact tool like, um, I don't know, Key's? Pencil, pen, stick, broom, utensil, uh, garden hose, i don't know any hard object that can, that uh, at, at a given circumstance, uh, a given time, that a person hold in their hand and uses a striking tool for self-defense.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, um, yes, you can pick up anything—you uh, know, a stapler, a, you know, anything, a hand calculator—and and use it as a as a, a, a defensive tool. But again, here's the issue: you're in hand-to-hand combat. I mean, really, Nikki, do you really think it's a good idea for a five-foot lady at 97 pounds, you, going into hand-to-hand combat with a six-foot-four, 240-pound, crazy, drugged-up, insane individual? You know what? <laughs> hand-to-hand combat with with that disparity, is uh, that's a losing proposition <laughs> from the get-go. I don't know.
0: I mean, I'll grab my Desert Eagle in that regard. <laughs> do we, I think we do have some time here um, with... Callers, do you mind if I take some callers? I, I see a studio here, a few callers uh, calling in.
2: Absolutely.
0: All right, uh, we've got about eight minutes in the right now left. Um, let's see. Okay, caller number one, uh, go ahead, please. This is, uh, I think, it's an eight oh five number. Hello. Hello, you're on air.
3: Nikki.
0: Yes, hi. It's
3: Who's top, this? It's Patrick. How are you doing?
0: Hey, Patrick. Oh, Patrick Garrity, how are you doing? Good morning. <laughs> I made it. Oh, <laughs> good morning. Um, Patrick Garrity um, was my uh, uh, featured guest on my last show last week, talking about survival, uh, situational, and then he is the uh, the former U.S. Marine scout sniper, um, welcome back. Um, you know, we talk a lot today, this morning already, uh, covering uh, a lot of different variety of topics of defense. And were you uh, able to listen to a lot of it or some of it? Yeah, you guys
3: you guys have a real interesting uh, subject talk you're talking about today. Um, I,
0: I what are you talk cannot... on some of this combat uh, knife? Well, I know that you're into that as well. So give us your insights on that, any questions regarding that or any insights.
1: Well,
3: initially, what I want to say is your, your other guest uh, talked about. you talked about a whole range of weapons, weapons of opportunity, knives, uh, the difference between handguns and shotguns, and different calibers. Um, I view all of that as tools in your kit bag. You know, in your in your bag of tools, you any knowledge on any of those subjects is is useful. And he um, mentioned about a 97-pound 90, woman that's five feet tall going up against attacker that's much larger. Uh, any of those tools are effective against uh, anybody. Most of the training that, that Rudy and I do out of defensive firearms training is based off of multiple attackers even. So size uh, in that situation, uh, you really can't, you really don't go into the situation thinking, oh, my God, he's bigger than me. I'm screwed, you know. You use all of those no tools, whatever you whatever you have available to you to address that threat. And if if that's pepper spray, you're absolutely right. With pepper spray or mace, uh, you could be downwind. You, uh, usually, when adrenaline's pumping, uh, the mace or pepper spray is not going to be that effective. Uh, 22 calibers against adrenaline is not going to be that effective. Um, you know, a, a shotgun as a home defense weapon, I usually recommend for for uh, men, and your, your other guest is absolutely right in this, um, I, I recommend a shotgun for men but handgun for women because of how you need to maneuver in your own home with a longer weapon like that, it's uh, much harder to address the recoil than it is with a handgun. Um, mm-hmm. But then you get, you get instances where you have uh, maybe elderly women that are by themselves that have a handgun and whatnot. So you start to think about, well, should I have a revolver or a semi-automatic? And my recent experience, uh, my my 64 year old mother, who's had our arth- really bad arthritis for m- many years now, uh, recently asked me to take her to the gun range and help her figure out uh, what gun she should buy for home defense. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I was ecstatic about that. I was like, oh, Wow!
0: Great on her. <laughs> so, my kind of girl, right?
3: So I gave her my recommendations and, uh, you know, had her think through some possible scenarios and whatnot. And what we wound up doing was going to, like I usually do, is I took her to the range, and uh, she shot uh, semi-autos, revolvers, all the different calibers. And what we wound up deciding on was the Glock.
0: She liked the Glock.
3: She liked the Glock. It was the 9mm, uh, mainly because of the magazine capacity. Uh, mm-hmm. with a revolver you don't have as many rounds if you have multiple attackers when the adrenaline right. gets pumping if uh, you can't control that weapon and make every round count uh, in a stressful situation then 6 to 8 rounds is maybe not the best way to go so Th- that's true. A Argon-
0: right and plus it's and, ergonomically friendly I, I'm, I'm imagining for her as well
3: right different different grip you have to use with the revolver and uh, the recoil is a lot different um just a, a lot of different things going on there. But what what we ran into some problems, though, with uh, how she utilizes the semi-automatic because of her arthritis and because of her small hands, uh, she cannot lock the slide to the rear. So the way we um, moved around that was she has a spare magazine that's always empty, and the slide locks back on an empty magazine. So all she has to do is take out the live mag, put in an empty magazine, and Pull the slide to the rear without having to address the slide lock lever um, and, right. and then and then it locks for her right away so that's how she stores it um, not the whatever it takes
0: it, right whatever it takes i mean she she uh,
3: exactly. go ahead um, it's not not the best way to store a weapon with the slide lock to the rear, but really all she has to do now is pull the gun out of her nightstand, insert a magazine, and release the slide and to gun, you know, um, and that's and the reason why we went with the Glock is because there's no decopping and levers, there's no external safeties, you know, nothing to mess with when the adrenaline's pumping and you're stressed out because of a, a crazy situation that's happening. You know, um, you, you really want to just have something that you can use immediately, you know, and ev- in, in those situations where every second counts, you know, that that's that's an advantage to you. If you don't have a weapon. You know, uh, as with the last show, we, we talked about combative techniques, combative martial arts, um, very effective, you know, especially for a 97-pound woman that's fighting off, trying to fight off multiple attackers. Last, last week, we talked about eye gouging and uh, lethal, lethal strikes, not just punches and knees, because someone, someone that's all hopped up on drugs trying to attack you is going to laugh at you if you try and throw a knee at them. You know, uh, so lethal lethal combative techniques are are that will draw dangerous. blood. <laughs> yeah, anything <laughs> that would incapacitate the threat immediately. Is what right, you, what
0: you want to go for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A- a- any thoughts on that, uh, Mr. Stefani? Oh so, You
2: know, I'm not here to talk about a specific weapon uh, right now, uh, or specific techniques, because the what we're talking about is is giving the options for the woman so that she can. Uh, uh, assess what is best for her, and there are a, a number of different techniques that are available. Uh, you know, it is as custom as 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 the individual. Every person is built differently, and yes, there are some standard um, reasons, uh, uh, solutions. Uh, but in the long run, you know, we're really talking about uh, customizing something for a person who's who's not familiar with the gun culture. She comes to the Women on Target program, which I believe is probably the mo- the best. Program available in the country today to uh, to introduce a woman to the world of self defense using a handgun, and I cannot emphasize more how women listening today to this program should call their uh, uh, or contact their local NRA representative, uh, go online, find out where the next Women on Target program is, learn about <laughs> the basics of safety. Yes. And all of the issues regarding uh, the ownership and use of a handgun. Uh, use different handguns. And then ultimately, now, once this Woman on Target program is finished, she's not going to be an expert in handgun, but she will be able to to now determine, well, does she want to go on? Does she wish to take more gun lessons from one of the instructors that she meets there? See, that's why, why this program is so important, because it introduces her, to the, women, to the world of, of self-defense using a handgun in an orderly, safe environment. There's a lot of women around her. In fact, there are no male students in the program. It's all women. The instructors are both men and women, so she can feel comfortable with, with either. It's just a really safe environment for women. And then from there, then we can go into the customizing and and does you know is the Glock better? Is the Smith and Wesson better? These are su- such sh- subjective issues that that uh, our purpose today is to simply uh, uh, offer to the woman who's considering uh, the idea of self-defense with a handgun. How does she go about doing it? What are the questions that she needs to ask? And then from there, let's safely guide her into a, an area where she will no longer be a victim where she can you know, feel safe in her home and in those states where she's allowed to get a concealed carry permit, she mm-hmm. can feel comfortable carrying that gun, knowing that she doesn't have to just give up and give the attacker whatever, she, whatever he wants.
0: Great information, very great resources from also uh, uh, my, my, my guest, other guest, uh, Mr. Patrick Garrity. Also, it's equally as important to have that self-defense uh, choices and, and you know to uh, to protect ourselves for survival. Um, and then, Mr. The, uh, Richard Stephanie as well. I I'm running out of time. <laughs> I only have a few seconds left, I think. Here, oh my goodness, time flies when we're having too much fun, right, you guys? Hey, um, okay. and your last thought, uh, Mr. Patrick Garrity.
3: Uh. I agree with, I agree with uh, that program. I, I actually feel, Nikki, that you're the best example of what a female should be doing as far as uh, self-protection. You know, you've, you've trained in self-defense. You continuously train and, and stay physically fit. Uh, you've done handgun courses, shotgun courses, assault rifle courses, long gun courses, knife defense courses. Yes,
0: sir. You know, that,
3: that is how you, uh, how you train to defend yourself. Training is continuous throughout your life. Uh, you may just pick up a martial arts, combative martial arts one year, and the next year you focus on handgun. Just continuous training is is where I think um, you make your money. Doing a program like with the Women on Target program, as well as uh, um, what your other guest said about finding an instructor there and getting private training, as well as going to different schools and fu- seeking different instructors that will teach you different things. You know, uh, not every instructor teaches you the same thing, even just how to hold the gun. There's so many different ways on how to grip and stance. Uh, you know, if you know all of those different techniques, you're a much more well-rounded and much more defensive person, I believe.
0: Yes, sir. And, and yes, I really feel like
3: you're, you're a great example for that.
0: Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you so very much. Uh, very, thank you very much. I mean, I'm trying uh, to just share my skills and, you know, knowledge to other women out there who, you know, hopefully listening to this. Hey, we have a lot of good ratings so far. <laughs> so they are connected with this program, connected with these topics. So I'm very humbled to know that. And, Mr. Richard Stefani, so any last thoughts?
2: Well, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, uh, Nikki. Uh, thank you for coming uh, uh, forth and sharing your information and uh, uh, notifying uh, uh, so many women who have this question in, her mi- in their mind yes, that sir. they would like to do something about this but uh, gee they don't know where to go so yes, again sir. thank you uh, Nikki for uh, making this program available to so many women across the country because you know we're all here uh, to uh, to protect uh, the innocent and I believe that this show will help do exactly that so thank you very much Nikki for oh, having likewise. Us on the
0: show. oh, likewise. Uh, thank you so much, gentlemen. Please join us back again next time uh, for more nug talks discussion. Stay tuned. I believe our next show will be scheduled to air on Friday, two weeks from today, Friday, July twelfth. Again, Friday, July twelfth, at the same time, ten o'clock, ten thirty. I'm very humbled to have you both, uh, Richard, Stephanie, and also Patrick Garrity, on my studio this morning. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights and knowledge and skills and talents. And please come back and join us again, okay? And uh, just so you know, this program is available on iTunes for free. Click on the podcast; is on iTunes Podcast. Type in Nikki Dare, N-I-C-K-Y Dare, D-A-R-E. Again. Thank you so very much. Listen to this program again, you guys, and share it with your other friends, families, and, and who wants to listen to this who are not able to listen today. Please do. Again, thank you so very much. In the meantime, be safe, stay safe, and stay in Condition Yellow. Watch your six. Any questions, one 280 6888 or email us at radio at idareweb.com. I'm Nikki Dare, your host, signing off. Gentlemen, enjoy your weekend. Thank you so very much again for being in the show this morning. All
2: right. Bye-bye, Nikki.
0: Okay, enjoy your weekend. Bye now. You too, signing off. Bye-bye now.
1: You have been listening to Nikki Dares Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's website, education.nickydare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. She also offers both private and group classes and firearms training, handgun, rifles, and shotgun for individuals and families and home invasion scenarios. For details on Nikki Dare's outdoor hiking, yoga, and her other outdoor activities and her passion for fitness and upcoming classes, please visit her website, NikkiDare.com. Join the community conversation to network and learn on different outdoor fun on her website, NikkiDare.com slash FreeForum. Follow her on LinkedIn and her social media, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Pinterest, and Facebook or simply watch her tutorial videos, you can subscribe to her YouTube channel, Nikki Dare. All about her books and inspirational quotes can be found on her website, books.nickydare.com. Check out her newest website, travel.nickydare.com, for all travel resources, savings, and tips. Her calendars, both of living and purpose and passion, as well as her exclusive edition of Firearms Safety, are available for order on her website, NikkiDare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes Podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagement, please email us at education at Join her next time, living in purpose and passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life. With your host.